The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, coming to you from the Hatching Leaders Studio. And it is our Week in Review, folks, and we're going to check around all the different Shale Plays with what is going on with the coronavirus, the COVID-19 shutdown. That's our Week in Review today to find out what's going on with different oil companies, different service companies, See how the pandemic is treating Shale Play USA. Well, we're going to start off with Brandon Davis. He's with Swan Energy. He's going to discuss the impact of COVID-19 around the workplace and industry. This is Brandon Davis with Swan Energy. Here at where, where we're at at our Crude Life Studios, we're still business as usual, you know, under watch, if you will. But, you know, we, we, people are still showing up and that sort of thing. So how about you guys at your office? Where are you guys at? We're in Greenway, and everyone's showing up and working. Uh, we have lots to do. There, really, nothing's changed as far as office functionality and, and our program, and I don't see it changing in the near future. But it's definitely a different vibe than it was two weeks ago. Well, and sure. that, that doesn't mean other people's environment hasn't changed and that sort of thing. And that's kind of one of the things I, I do love about, about America, where we're at still, that uh, we can still allow some of these things, you know, to happen. And, you know, obviously it, it might change. But um, talk to me a little bit about the guys out in the field that you've got. You know, we talked a little bit off the air, and you mentioned, you know, you've got guys that go out in the field a little bit. So, first of all, what's their day like in terms of, you know, wh- who do they interact with? Who are your customers? What types of things are they doing? Because I think everybody kind of understands the office job, you know, every. People have an office or a cube and laptop or a desktop and phone calls and all that other stuff. It's the guys out in the field, though, that at the end of the day, their jobs are going to keep going no matter what. Their jobs will probably not change at all. Not at all. <laughs> which, is the, which is the interesting, yeah, I mean, they're they're going out. My, my uh, main field business is a short-haul water, wastewater company. So we pick up water from wells and haul it to disposal wells. And that absolutely, number one, it can't stop because if that business stops, oil production stops, and that is a whole different conversation. Um, so those are very much essential things that need to continue happening. And we, we work with uh, most of the players in the stack in, in central Oklahoma is, is where we are with water hauling. Um, but nothing's changed there other than, um, of course, the companies that we haul water for want a better deal. Um, <laughs> 25, that's sad for them. It's like it's already as good as it's going to get. I don't hey, see how but, anyone can reduce their prices. And that was Brandon Davis with Swan Energy talking about the impact of COVID-19. You should mention, too, that interview comes from March, back when it first kind of the first couple weeks of the shutdown. Of course, this is changing daily, this pandemic different bailouts, different loan programs, different businesses going under. So 
Make sure you check out thecrudelife.com for recent interviews and full-length interviews, exclusive interviews, and news at thecrudelife.com. All right, folks, coming up next, we're going to check in with Jake Milney and Bailey Midkiff with WIC giving us a coronavirus update from the Powder River region. Of course, they travel around, but they're located in the Casper, Wyoming other areas of Wyoming area. So uh, let's check in with Jake Milney and Bailey Midkiff with WIC. How about a little update from the outside sales world, if you wouldn't mind? Is that uh, still a thing or is that kind of slowed down a little bit? I think it's grown a little bit. I had one today. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> right? I, I had one today where the individual I talked to yesterday, and mind you, so this was only a day ago, that hey you know can i swing in is it appropriate I, you know i'm taking the precautions and they were perfectly fine with this situation i get there today and the door was locked i called and they came to the door on the phone and said hey we just got a public announcement via email for the whole company that we can't take calls even though it's been planned they want us to avoid this unless it's of dire need so they talked to me via phone as they stared at me through the glass window so i mean it's give and take Boy, that's an interesting uh, story there, but that's really a sign of the times. I've got a few people that stop by my my house. I've been, you know, pretty much self quarantined. Our state's on a on a uh, uh, stay at home quarantine until May. We just got reissued till May, actually May fifth, and um, well, you know, being a border state of North Dakota and all. And uh, we, we, you know, we've got some some interesting things that have happened. I'm I put I t- tested negative. You know, I went in for my my cancer update, and they gave me a screening and this and that, and I didn't have any symptoms. And like I said, after they they gave me a clean bill of health on my cancer, the doctor actually shook my hand. He was so confident that I didn't have COVID nineteen. So I've had a few people that have stopped by because they're just going stir crazy. And I, you know, I, the reason I bring it up, Bailey and Jake, is I do want people to know that oil and gas is an essential business out there. And there are a lot of companies that are still taking meetings. And there are a lot of companies out there that are still okay with having a face-to-face, I'll even shake your hand type of a meeting. But then in the same time, they're aware of the public pressures. And if they got to turn on a dime, everybody's got to understand. And Bailey, your story illustrated that perfectly, how you showed up and you had to make a, you had to pull an audible, man. You had to be a Tom Brady and pull an audible right at the line of scrimmage. I did. And you know what? It wasn't so bad. It was kind of amusing. You know, it's not every day you get those opportunities. So it'll be a cool story for the future. But the only thing that I find utterly most surprising right now with all those is my email blowing up with uh, stuff postponed. And I mean, so far out. And I mean, I challenge you with this, Jason. What's so weird to me, and you know, like a shout out to, you know, uh, Kit and Austin Jennings, they had to postpone the Energy Expo. And I found that really surprising because it's really far out. So, I mean, we're really looking at this from a long-term point of view versus just a month from now, it's going to be normal. Jake, how about you? Go ahead. How about you at your workplace? You know, you're a guy who takes meetings. You're in charge of expanding the the, the company's dream and goal, keeping an eye on the day-to-day operations, but at the same time, making sure that when Bailey's out there putting business on the books, you got to make sure you guys can deliver. How are you guys doing at the home office? We're doing all right. It's... uh been up and down comes and goes it's like uh seeing just like you said project cancellations and and delays but we're still seeing bids come in so that's good um uh, and on the note of uh 
the expo getting pushed back and, and the long term of it. They're even talking about uh, increasing the absentee ballots in Wyoming. And that's uh, that it doesn't come until election when uh, the election's not till the 8th of August, I believe. And uh, so they're talking about making changes there and uh, a lot of vendors and, and um, clients are still sending out notices. This is our new deal. Uh, you got to fill out this questionnaire before you come to our location, send it into safety. Um, and then uh, ISN and those other uh, third parties, they're requiring us to uh, create new uh, COVID-19 procedures and it's a, uh, it's, it's still very loud and out there, that's for dang sure. And that was Bailey Midkiff and Jake Milney with WIC. For the full-length interview, check out thecrudelife.com. We're going to take a brief pause, and we come back, we'll continue with more COVID-19 shutdown stories, coronavirus pandemic updates from Shale Play USA. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. Listen to the full-length interview. Visit thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Make energy great again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review, where we're joined in our Hatching Leaders studio. Thank you very much for joining us here today. We're going to be checking in on our Bakken Barbecue phone lines in just a second with Matt Hill with Night Energy. Today on the Week in Review, we are checking in with past COVID-19 shutdown stories, coronavirus pandemic updates over the last month, actually. So it's more of a month in review, just getting some stories, what people are doing in different shale plays across the United States. Coming up next, we have Matt Hill with Night Energy joining us on our Bach and Barbecue phone line. And, and, it, and it just goes to remind me constantly how important our network is because we've all uh, been reaching out. I've been doing a, a uh, oh, I'd say a market study and just calling all the operators with you know all my friends that are engineers and uh, getting in touch with them and saying, hey, how's your business? What's your plans this year? You know, what are you guys doing with drilling, completion, production, workovers, fishing, uh, manufacturing? You know, you need parts for anything. I mean, just seeing how you can be a part of what they're going through. You know, I mean, we're all in this together with uh, not just the coronavirus, of course, uh, knocking us in the teeth a little bit but uh also with the uh, russia and saudi dumping all the oil on the markets and our uh, 
oil prices being hit so hard, we're just, you know, we're reeling a lot. So now is the, more than ever, those of us, you know, still fighting the fight have to work, I'd say, out of respect for those that are getting laid off, just doubly hard. We're, we're positive. I mean, we, we all, you know, have gone through a uh, restructuring at night before any of this, you know, so we're running lean and mean and are poised to help, you know, all the operators that are going to stay in it so that they're going to have the rental equipment and services that they need at an affordable price with, you know, partners in every basin. Because there's, there's no place on U.S. land that we can't be to help them out. So any operator can look to us and say, hey, I need your services more than ever because, you know, so many vendors are taking a hit and can't help us anymore. So we've got full staff, you know, full equipment ready to be there. And, 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 that's, and that's drilling, completion, production, workovers, uh, inspection, manufacturing. So there's no part of the oil and gas sector uh, on that side of it that we can't step in with you know amazing people talent and innovation and uh expertise you know on how to you know help out their organization and support them and that was matthew hill with night energy to listen to the full-length interview check out the crudelife.com that's the crudelife.com up next devin becker with becker safety and supply down in Greeley, colorado yeah, so as our business is deemed essential, um, that's definitely helped us a lot um, because we know that we can stay open through this um, just because the products and services that we provide. Um, and we've been inundated um, in the last couple of weeks, obviously, for N95 masks and um, disposable suits and uh, disposable gloves and uh, sanitizers, a lot of the Jam Sam stuff. Uh, we've been seeing an increase in that as well. Um, so yeah, we're we've been reaching out to all of our vendors to try to source, you know, products that we can get, and we've had to get a little creative and you know reach out to potentially the new vendors and uh, you know figure out different ways of getting it. We even you know took a delivery truck up and picked it up at a terminal, you know, up in Wyoming to just to speed up the process of getting the products to our customers. Um, so, you know, everyone's, it's kind of a weird, weird time, but, you know, with our business, you know, safety is the head to toe kind of idea that we try to emphasize. So with a virus, it's completely different than fall protection, but. I was going to say, it's, it's really interesting the different, uh, veins or the different subcategories or the niches and niches when it comes to just safety you know i mean the media has it and you know everybody has it within their own but to see one of them out in the public like safety where you know we were talking about you know hand sanitizers before we went on on you know the the air would you ever have thought you know a year ago that there'd be a day and age where you'd be ordering that stuff by the by the barrels and and that sort of thing i mean just some of the things that are involved with safety, I guess you just take for granted or overlook from time to time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even you talk about last year, I would never have thought this would ever happen. Um, but even last month, you know, we, we saw something coming, but 
we didn't know what extent that would be. And then obviously Colorado followed suit with the other states of shutting down uh, stay-at-home orders. So, you know, we've had to scramble, you know, for our team too. It's not only just the products, but also dealing with um, taking care of our team through this, you know, making sure that they are taken care of and, you know, that they're, they're honestly having to homeschool their kids and come to work or, you know, do homeschooling after work. And so, it's just been a full circle thing, you know, of trying to deal with this um, in our perspective, um, just really taking care of our customers, taking care of our team and our vendors. You know, it's, it's, it's been a lot of communication back and forth amongst the team. I, I laugh a little bit because, you know, my son's downstairs as we speak. I'm, I posted on social media the other day jokingly that uh, I'm a teacher because I had to help out with some classwork. I'm a SRO officer. I had to break up a midday game of Fortnite with a bunch of buddies that didn't have e-haul passes. And then I'm a little <laughs> lunch lady because I had to make lunch. And then I'm also a counselor. You know, I got to break up the if I should go to a virtual class or should I surf the net or what. So peer pressures. And so... <laughs> All that while being an essential, because technically I'm media and oil and gas, so I get the uh, double whammy, just like you, safety and oil and gas. You know, it's like your your extra double essential. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your customers right now. You've got obviously an online store that makes total sense, but I've been to your retail outlet. I mean, you've got a very large retail outlet. Uh, you've got a embroidery area in the back. Uh, you've got, you know, you've, you've got employees and you've got, I imagine you have outside sales. You mentioned trucks a few, few times. So how are you guys handling this? I mean, are people still coming to your retail location or do they have to have appointments or like I said, I'm sure your online is, is doing probably better than before, if not fine now. Yeah. I mean, we've tried to kind of be sensitive to the workers that we are dealing with and, you know, a lot of them maybe have to stay in the office, but we realize there's a lot of our customers, you know, they don't get that luxury. And so, you know, we're, we've stayed open for our retail uh, aspect of it. Obviously we've seen uh, the number of people walking in decrease, uh, but we've also um, positioned it in a way too, that people can order online at vectorsafety.com and, you know, they can come either pick it up or they can have it shipped to them. Um, so we're just trying to limit that exposure to them if they feel that's, um, necessary for them uh, but yeah we do have outside sales and so you know they're having to change the playbook a little bit for themselves and you know they may not be able to visit their customers in person so you know utilizing technology to you know get as close to the customer as you can without being there and um, you know we do have our customizations team and so we've opened up uh, you know free embroidery for all new orders um, until all this stuff is done because we want to keep them busy, um, help save our customers money, and just be a full one-stop shop for everyone. To listen to the full-length interview with Devin Becker with Becker Safety and Supply or to check out other Crude Life interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coming up next, more stories, anecdotes, other information about the COVID-19 shutdown and the coronavirus pandemic across Shale Play, USA. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review.
listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Make energy great again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com. It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life. You know, what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you. There's a world changer down the street, and his name is Eric Hatch. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Food Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, broadcasting here in the Hatching Leaders Studio, bringing you some of the best interviews of the week. But actually, we're going as far back as a month because what we're doing today is covering COVID-19 shutdown shoutouts as well as the coronavirus pandemic, talking to different shale plays, different companies, different people, how they're adjusting, how their company is adjusting. Up next, we have Aaron Jordan and David Chappett with Blackwater Environmental. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me here today. Now, I believe you guys are based in Gillette, Wyoming, if my memory serves me correctly. And Gillette, last time I spoke to some people last week, they didn't have any coronavirus deaths as of yet. And so whether it's Good hygiene in Wyoming, or it hasn't reached there yet, that's debatable. I'm not going to get into that debate today. But what I am going to get into is that companies are still taking precautions, and some people are still going out there. In fact, I talked to uh, Williams Insulation Company, WIC, last week, and they've been busier since this whole corona COVID-19 thing happened. And so I thought I'd check in with another Wyoming company out there. And we've got Aaron Jordan. President of Blackwater Environmental. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? 
Hey, not too bad. Dave, we'll get to you in a minute or two here. But first, I wanted to talk to Aaron and find out uh, how things are going there at uh, Blackwater in, in terms of Blackwater Environmental. Excuse me. Don't want to shortchange the name on you there. Uh, Blackwater Environmental. And, you know, how are things going there? Do you guys have, you know, kind of an office environment? Are people working from home? Are people checking in? Are you sanitizing, you know, the... the doorknobs i don't know just thought i'd check in to see what people are doing down these days yeah um most of our office staff the girls have been working from home uh me and dave have been in the office the last couple weeks no big deal um pretty easy pretty easy to have the girls work from home because all their stuff's on their computers everything we've got is you know pretty mobile these days so um even Dave here, he works remotely most of the time, so it's been pretty easy. The office cleaning girls has come in like normal and just clean the office. And I mean, you do what you can, I guess. Wash your hands is the biggest thing. Like, yeah. what I'm getting out of it. So. That was the one thing I noticed too. A lot of a lot of the occupations just kind of naturally transitioned into what they were. You know, if you worked in a cube or an office type of a, a desk job it was very easy to transition to your home office the outside salespeople and dave this might be where you come in i of course aaron if, if you go on outside sales calls as well but uh dave you know some of these outside sales calls you know you can show up to a meeting and all of a sudden that day they put up a sign sorry no meetings today and you might have to figure out a, a way to get inventive in order to get some outside sales calls happening these days but how's the world of sales treating you uh it's i I haven't been here for with this company for that long it's mostly we are just trying to stay over the phone um you know there's there's a lot of uh things on hold just because of nobody knows what's going to be happening in the next week or two but it's it's still moving ahead i mean i'm not going to say it's better or worse than it was before it's just different you know there's a lot less of meeting for lunch or you know taking a client to dinner type of thing there's a lot more of we'll skype or zoom you for an afternoon to find out what's going to happen and you know everybody up here still seems real positive about things are still going they're just we can't do it this week let's talk again next week so you're seeing a lot more of the you know the yeah, a lot of the outside traditional sales lunches and dinners and that sort of stuff have been yep. replaced for the Zoom meeting and everything else, huh? Hmm. Uh, Aaron, talk to me about about your your role a little bit. You know, as far as what you're doing there in terms of you guys have had some business and and you guys have had to, you know, stay busy at the same time transition through some of this. Yeah, you know we. This is usually one of our busiest times of the year, and I'm not going to say it's not busy. Um, we had some major turnarounds at some facilities hold off till the fall of this year and possibly the spring of next year. So a lot of our bigger jobs have been pushed back, but, you know, we, we usually amp up this time of year, hire some more staff, and we kind of shied away from that, and we shouldn't have because I – I had to jump in a hole the other day and sandblast for about five and a half hours. So um, we probably should have went ahead and hired, and we still might the way things are looking. Um, we'll, you know, I, I kind of got nervous for a minute and didn't hire some of our seasonal guys, some of our summer guys. and 
might have been a mistake now that we're looking at it. You know, we were having a talk this morning about it that, geez, we should have just hired them guys because it got kind of busy there because they weren't, some of these facilities weren't able to bring in as many contractors as they would have liked for some of this work because of, you know, travel bans and things like that. So they kind of leaned on us local contractors just to pump up and get it done. And that's basically what happened. So, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So in one way we should have hired some guys and the other way it really made us, yeah, made us more profitable because we had less guys and made us really look at the guys we had going, geez, you know, we've got the crews to do this. So it's, you know, it's, it's hand in hand. You think you need more guys and then all of a sudden you're doing the work with the guys you got and go, geez, we, we can go ahead and do this, you know? So hard to say. Yeah. I was going to get really slow and then stayed, stayed the way it was for us. And I was going to mention too. You've you know you mentioned sandblasting. Uh, is that where you're seeing most of your your uh, increase in your in your business coming from, or is there other areas that you're? Is the painting, the spray liner type of a thing, or? Yeah, it's it's everything. I mean, we had to add a back truck this week to the to our fleet because uh, one of our customers said we need to have a back truck on site, so we we added another truck to the fleet just because we were asked to because they had to work for it. So um, we're basically spread out on all of our services right now. Sandblasting is a lot of it because we do a lot of uh, sandblast cleaning for facilities. And then, you know, once you sandblast, more than likely you're going to paint. So we've been doing a lot of that and a lot of cleaning and a lot of upkeep and maintenance issues, you know, things like that. So I, I would say it's been across the board busy for all of our services. Are you guys uh, only oil and gas or, I mean, being in Gillette, of course, I got to ask you about coal and, and some of the other different, uh, you know, energy sources that are out there. Natural gas, of course, is a pretty big one in, in uh, Wyoming without the, the crude oil attached to it. So, are you guys just primarily just the, the crude oil side, you know, that, that oil and gas, or do you venture into other areas too? No, we're we're in the energy sector. We're in the coal sector. Uh, coal's a little slow right now. Energy, we, we've got crews that are working out at power plants and things weekly, daily. Um, that, I would say that's a larger majority of our business than most. It's oil and gas and energy for the most part that we service um yeah the the oil fields are a little weird now we've got a lot of work in colorado that we can't get to that they're wanting us to hold off on on but you know we've got some oil field stuff going south of town here still and it doesn't seem like they're slowing up at all because they they still got to finish projects you know so i don't see again slow for another couple of months at least they you know this hit kind of fast and still you know you can't just you can't put down the shovel in the middle of the hole you got to finish digging the hole so well whichever way whichever way you want to fill that hole is 
going to be a different story, but you got to finish digging it, you know. And that was Aaron Jordan and Dave Chaput with Blackwater Environmental. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We're going to take a brief pause. and we come back, we'll continue the conversation with more COVID-19 shutdown stories and coronavirus pandemic updates. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. You feel a little dizzy. You're talking kind of silly like you have plans to save the world. Just remember your task will only last if you don't take off your mask. When the outside's chilly, the inside is warm. You've been wishing you never been born. To get your mind blown Mind blown, your mind blown I'll show you something that's never been shown Mind blown, your mind blown And that's all you need to the know The Truth Life is sponsored in part by Make energy great again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, coming to you from the Hatching Coaches studio here. Coming up next on our Bakken Barbecue phone lines, we're going to join Dr. Lauren Scott to talk about some of the recent economic impacts that the coronavirus has had across Shale Play USA. Uh, Dr. Lauren C. Scott, President Lauren C. Scott and Associates, Inc., and also Professor Emeritus LSU. Thank you for joining the program here today. I just got a couple questions for you. Hopefully we can keep it brief because they're complex. But before you talk me off my capitalist cliff here, my, 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 my I guess, roof, if you will, because I'm a little bit concerned, um, I think a lot of people want to know about the negative oil prices and just, you know, just overall, what kind of impact that has on the economy. Is that something that you might even know? Um, you know, I mean, you're a doctorate in economics, so I don't know where else to go besides you. Yeah, well, number one, that was a one-day thing. Uh, it, of course, it was it uh, the the price popped back into the positive range today, but only about eleven bucks a barrel. But it was a it was a it was a contractual nuance. Uh, some of the contracts that were 
were due uh, yesterday uh, or the day before, I guess it was now, uh, came due, and it was a fairly small number of people whose contracts were still come due, and they they had to buy, they had to take possession of oil that they had bought on the futures market, and they had no darn place to put it, and so that's what. So finally, they ended up with people. They're 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 people were uh, being paid that were paying them money to take their take their oil. So it is it is a very peculiar thing, and it was again if you looked at the the, the data. Uh, that was a one-day peculiar contractual phenomenon that is now in our rearview mirror, but it doesn't change the fact that we've got a long-term, we got a problem that's starting to be a long-term problem now, and that is we got all this dadgum oil that is still flowing out of OPEC and out of Russia that is just flooding our tanks, our salt domes, our very large crude carriers, our pipelines, any place you can store the stuff is just, is just flooding it because they're not, they said they weren't going to cut, implement the cuts they agreed on last week until May the 1st. I mean, what a remarkably st- stupid decision it seems like to me um, to delay it to May the 1st because we're just filling up our tanks, which means that once the cuts are implemented on May the 1st, we've got to work off all this excess supply in order to get the price going up again. So it's it was just the combination of delaying the cuts until May. Plus the fact that the that the Russians, not the Russians, the Saudis, pumped all that extra oil in the market in early March. The combination of those two things were just seems to me just remarkably stupid. It was designed to make the price of oil go way down and stay way down for a while. Well, I tell you, all the different things that have happened—the one, two, three, four, five punch—depends on how many different punches in the industry you want to look at from yeah. from Saudi Arabia, OPEC. Russia shenanigans to even China shutting down, you know, last year. And then, of course, the American shutdown. There's two different shutdowns that really hurt the economy. But we're, we're into the territory where a lot of people are calling it unknown territory, if you will. And when we're in unknown territory, a lot of times we make decisions that are kind of rash and sometimes not thought out. So I, I did want to ask you about uh, oil as a commodity uh, in terms of very similar to agriculture. Uh, one of the things I've heard over the past, I don't know, 10 years is that, you know, the advent of innovation with hydraulic fracturing and uh, horizontal drilling has really pinpointed the oil and gas to where they, they know where it is. And, and a lot of times now it's a it's a numbers game. It's a sh- you know, it's it's when price hits X, Y, Z, you can go into this shale play and drill. And that's a, more of an advantage than the old wildcatter days. And so when I start hearing about government control and, you know, different productions and that sort of thing, I just start thinking, is oil going to be treated like uh, wheat and corn and soy at some point? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting that you had the OPEC people agreeing to take about 12.5 million barrels of oil off the market. That's OPEC plus Russia taking about 12.5. Now, that's a bigger number than uh, you've seen reported the 9.7, but the the 12.5 includes them taking off the uh, the Saudis taking off the 2.5 that they added in early March. So then you've got the other countries, the G, some of the G20 people, Brazil, Norway, uh, Canada, the United States, Mexico, etc. They're going to take even more off the market. Well, hopefully, we will take 20 million barrels off the market. Well, that's still not enough because the the, the decline in demand is something like 29 million barrels. So there's still going to be an over, still going to be an overhang thing there. Now the tricky thing about the the G20 countries is that 
in the case of the United States, uh, the government doesn't run the oil companies the way they do in these other, you know, like in Saudi Arabia or Iran or Iraq or Russia. It's run by private individuals. And so if we're going to cut ours, there's, there's two ways it'll happen. One is the way it's happening right now, and that is the price goes down. Uh, smart, clever, greedy capitalists are losing money, so they're going to shut in their wells. So we're going to naturally cause probably at least a million barrels of oil to disappear in the United States simply because of that. But there has been some talk about uh, folks like the Texas Railroad Commission or your regulatory body there in North Dakota or other places uh, imposing cuts on uh, uh, companies that are operating in their states through their regulatory bodies. Well, the oil companies understand how that would be beneficial, but they do not want that to happen, I don't think. Uh, they do not want the government getting that close into their industry and meddling in it the way they used to be back in the 50s and 60s. Uh, so there's been a lot of resistance to that. And it may not even be necessary because when the price goes down this much, you just down in the 20s. Uh, one estimate I saw from Rystead, uh Research Group in, I think, Norway, said that at a $20 price, 140 uh, oil and gas companies in the United States will go under. Well, if they go under, the output is naturally uh, going to go down. I mean, the price is going to drive it down, does it, as it always does. And so you won't need these regulatory things. In fact, I guess yesterday the Texas Railroad Commission uh, decided they weren't going to make a decision about this. Now they're going to wait till May and see how things are going then. So there's a lot of reluctance. And that's going to do it this week for the Crude Life Week in Review. I'd like to thank Dr. Lauren C. Scott for coming on the program and talking about some of the recent coronavirus pandemic issues as well as the COVID-19 shutdown. Also, I'd like to thank Devin Becker with Becker Safety and Supply, Aaron Jordan with Blackwater Environmental, Matthew Hill, Knight Energy, and of course, let's not forget about Brandon Davis with Swan Energy, and Bailey Midkiff, and Jake Milney as well with WIC. Boy, we had a full show today, folks. If you go to thecrudelife.com, we have all the people listed right there, the full-length interviews, etc. And that's going to do it for today's program. Provolone, excellent job with the production elements today on the broadcast from the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Asking it, always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Make energy great again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com.
Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 